Hello, my name is Steve D'Agostino, and my co-host Dan Fernald and I welcome you to the Twice Over podcast, because to teach is to learn twice over. In this episode, Bad Screen, Good Screen, we are joined by Lindsay Grippo, a senior at Fordham University majoring in English and minoring in communications and culture. Lindsay shares her thoughts about learning and living online while trying to hold on to the past and find a way forward into the future. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a senior English major and communication and media minor. I currently work, still now I'm doing it remotely, um, at FUV Public Radio. I'm in the underwriting department. That's offered some semblance of stability for me, being able to work remotely. I've appreciated that. Otherwise, I worked. I was on staff of the Fordham Ram, which is the student-run journal record on campus. I was kind of lucky there, too, because the staff works on a calendar year, so that had ended already in December for that previous volume. It went from December to December, so that chapter of who I was had kind of closed already, but it was still a big part of what I had done at Fordham, so I, I did identify really strongly with like I was editorial director emerita is what they call it. And I still am and I've been contributing, but that chapter had kind of closed. So yeah, that was me. And that was Lindsay in January. It feels weird to kind of, like I'm saying, identify myself as an English major and because I feel so removed from that identification of myself now being not on campus anymore and things being kind of in the limbo that they are. It, it feels weird to to think of myself in those terms now. And I'm sure that's something a lot of other seniors must be experiencing as well. And how would you describe Lindsay in April? I'm trying to hold on to the things that make me understand myself in certain ways. I think you've been invaluable and thank you so much <laughs> with our thesis work because you've helped me remember that I'm, I can still do the things I care about and be passionate about them, even if not in the same you know, strict frameworks that I had been doing them. Like our, the thesis has definitely been something that I've been able to take with me from January, Lindsay, to now and kind right. of still understand myself as, okay, well, I'm, I do important work, you know, like this is what I'm doing today. And like working at FUV has been great, being able to contribute and be a part of that mini community, even when I feel so far away. I'm going to ask that you just not mention FUV because they're our major competitor. We're really going after them hard. <laughs> I was like, oh no, at first. <laughs> yeah, understandably. As graduation approaches, a lot of people say, I haven't really spent enough time with my roommate or I really want to spend more time with the people I work with in my job as opposed to just going to the library and grinding, right? And now with this crisis, some of the a lot of the hanging out is is impossible. Certainly whatever hanging out you do is done kind of through another medium. You know, maybe you're having a a Netflix party but it's not the same as hanging out together on Eddie's parade, right? And so there's a new kind of clarifying that you wouldn't have had at, without the context of this pandemic. In the same way that education has allowed me to grow in a lot, many ways over the past few years, as seniors approach this big transition moment in their lives where they're preparing for things to be uprooted, it's kind of kind of a prioritization of like, okay, well, hanging out, spending time with my friends and the people who I really care about who I won't be able to see maybe in the near future. I should tend to that in this moment or really looking for what I want to do in this next stage of my life. And I feel like it's really hard to to log on to an online class and 
I don't want to use the word care because like I still care about my education, but it's hard to tend to it in the same way that especially with everything going on in the in terms of the pandemic, it's hard it's hard to care kind of. It's hard to log on and, and give it the weight that you want to be giving it. Why do you feel that way, do you think? Just because it's such a stark change of experience for any student, it might be hard or difficult to kind of log on in and go on business as usual. But I think because of that idea of senioritis, it's really hard for seniors to to log on and do that work and feel that sense of commitment to a thing that they maybe had kind of been shying away from in the first place, you know, a little bit. Just And, and like I said, senioritis has become such a derogatory word, but I think it really is meaningful when you think of it in the context of like, there are things that need to be prioritized a bit more maybe at this moment. What has it taught you about what you like about college? You know, like, what are the things that you're missing that you think, oh, and and then maybe we can think about it in a different direction. Are there things that you're getting out of this experience that you're like, oh, that's not so bad, or that's actually interestingly better or different? Um, I do miss in-person engagement with, like, professors or mentor-like figures. I think that that I've come to realize has been so invaluable. Being in those certain settings has kind of honed the way I present myself or the way I think in a way that when you feel really far removed from it, it's difficult. So like using certain language or just hearing a professor for an hour and 15 minutes talk a certain way and and you start to, I don't know, you start to emulate it or just being around that physically and, and so plugged into it let, lets you become or be a certain way or interact with people in a certain capacity. Whereas when I'm working remotely, at FUV and I'm emailing back and forth with my superiors. It's kind of like you, you really do lose that sense of they're shaping you in a certain way, but it's a different way than you had mm-hmm. been. And I think I miss that in-person interaction. It, what is it like to be home? Is it harder to hold on to that version of yourself that you explored at college? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Especially for seniors, you know, graduation is such a milestone, but other than just being symbolic, I do think there is a certain momentum that, but I think there is something that's been lost from those kind of two to three months of really solidifying who I was in college. I think having lost that final sense of like, this is who I am in college and, and rounding it out with all those ceremonial goodbyes and being given like a, your degree. I think it, it's hard. Like it's almost too soon. (laughs) Like it's, it feels like I haven't really fully crystallized yet in this, who I am in this moment to kind of tackle on the next step. You know, working from a home environment, sometimes I find it hard to conjure the professor version of myself too. I was teaching in the Bronx and it takes me a long time to get home. And last night I finished class and I walked downstairs and my family was at the dinner table and it was a 15 second commute. And I said to my, and they said, oh, we started without you. And I laughed and I said, I'm home as if I had just, you know, arrived (laughs) somewhere else because I was so disoriented. The transition was too fast and it was too Uh, weird to go from being, you know, Professor Fernald to being mommy. I think you guys said something in your first episode I was listening to, um, how destabilizing it is for professors to leave that the physical space of a classroom and have to reorient themselves virtually. And I think that it was a perspective I 
I liked hearing because it wasn't something I really thought about kind of the loss of professionalism maybe, or just feeling like you have a grasp on what you're doing because it's a whole new medium. What do you think about learning and interacting through this weird medium of Zoom? I've been really fascinated with the technological aspects of just communication recently, even not only educational, but like with my friends, I've been Zooming all my friends. I think it's a really weird experience to have the same platform that you're talking to your friends on be the one that you're supposed to be a really professional, like academic version of yourself with. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw a meme recently and it was, it was a guy who was like, can't wait to log off bad screen and get home and go on good screen. (laughs) Like it's the same same thing that you're on for all. So I think that's been really difficult and interesting to be different versions of myself on different, at different moments, but in the same medium. I've expressed this blurring of our various identities. Yeah. And that for me, it really makes me think about this character, right? Professor D'Agostino that I've spent so long constructing. It's one of the great joys of my life that I get to be that person in those spaces a couple of times a week. I can hold it together for that long. I can be that patient and thoughtful and reflective and supportive. And that's a version of myself I really enjoyed. (laughs) It reminded me of that when you were talking about like being a senior and how that ecosystem really helps you be that version of yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of unraveling, I feel like, that is happening in the current moment. And I, a big part of me, I'm with my mom right now. She's the eternal optimist. So she's always trying to find, like, the silver lining. And I, I just, I feel like we're too close to it. Like, I feel, I feel like all my strings are totally unraveled. And I'm looking forward to putting them together again. But mm. I do feel like in those certain spaces, they were braided very nicely. And I loved what the braid looked like and felt like. And it was something I really cherished. So that's been, it's been a loss, yeah. Being in a classroom setting, having a discussion, certainly in the disciplines that you're most deeply involved with, they're very discussion-based. Are you mindful of the fact that you're being recorded? Does that inhibit you or your classmates in some way? Yeah, I think that it's a complicated question because I know some professors have required their students to put their camera on. Um, And then obviously participation is a requirement. And then if you add being recorded on top of that, I think it's a weird thing to think about for sure. And I find myself kind of aware of it. Even us now talking, I know that we're just having a conversation, but I'm like, oh, this will be on a podcast maybe. So (laughs) this bit. So I'm thinking about the fact that it's being recorded. I think that's a really interesting question when you bring it into a classroom that is requiring you to, to say, speak a certain amount or engage a certain way. And part of what we value in a discussion is trying things out. You know, one of the things I yeah failing. Is, I think failing. That's a huge part of of education is kind of learning from saying the wrong thing in class. I think that's a weird. It's a safe space that once you add a camera or a a microphone, it's it hinders that. I think it requires a bit more confidence, maybe, in what you have to contribute. I remember the first my first online class after our spring break. I went to go say something and I looked away from the screen for a second and I for some reason had a moment like I'm talking out loud to myself I don't even know if anyone can hear me or if they're there like it was a very metaphysical I was like what what's going on right now because I was just alone in my room and I was speaking and uh, it was like what it's a very weird 
yeah, the silence doesn't translate the same as a classroom when you're speaking out loud and you can kind of read other people's body language like you're, you were just saying before, or it's so much communication. I don't want to say is lost, but it's just translated differently. What would you want your professors to know in this moment about how you're feeling as a student and what you're experiencing? I personally definitely appreciate all of the effort that I find professors to be putting in. So off the bat, thank you, because <laughs> I can imagine how hard it must be for all of you guys, truly, because it's been difficult for students, but I, it must be such a destabilizing experience to be interacting in that way and, and really leading uncharted in the uncharted territory. I guess I would ask for extended patience. When this whole thing first started, I know everyone was kind of talking about the transition into from in-person learning to online is difficult in itself. But I know for like New York, we're kind of hitting the peak of the pandemic itself and all the ramifications. And this might sound redundant, but it's really hitting me that that there are effects to that that will also implicate my ability to get work done. Like it's becoming more and more personal, even divorced from the fact that there's been a transition from in-person learning to an online space. I think that as the pandemic continues to really have effects indirectly or directly on students, because I'm sure the same is for professors, people are starting to really know people or or be related to people who are being truly affected. So I guess a call for patience, because I felt I really appreciated a lot, a lot of the professors I know have been understanding. But I think that instead of that waning off, I think that needs to be heightened now in this moment as we continue on. Right. It's not the case that now that we know how to log on to our virtual session, we can uh, get down to work and really work. I mean, yeah. I've noticed that uh, not not you, Lindsay. I mean, you're finding your groove with your thesis, but that my students are in my classes, which is a different kind of relationship, are really, really, really tired. You know, and it's it's wearing this this time away from each other, right? And people yeah. are and people and I'm sure I imagine you feel this too, people are lonely. You know, I mean it's one thing not to see your friends for two weeks, but you're not seeing your friends for three weeks and four weeks and then you know, that and then thinking, well what when will I see my friends? You know, and that's scary. Yeah, I think kind of what we were saying before, we're so close to it still that the silver lining feels so far away or kind of understanding mm-hmm. what that is. And I think yeah, exactly that. Apart from being able to navigate the technology and being capable, like physically or technologically to do the work, I think there's a big emotional toll that is a factor to be considered. One of the things that's been kind of interesting and surprising, I think, for a lot of faculty members in this pandemic, and this is something that Dean Badowska was talking about, was how all of a sudden some of the parts of the university that we used to refer to as quote unquote non-academic parts seem incredibly important. And you were talking about the importance of your work at WFUV, just keeping your student job has meant to you and what your supervisors in that job have done to keep in touch with you and help you feel like you're still a part of that community. Yeah, it's definitely been a through line throughout this whole thing that I've really appreciated. I have one boss who is, I would even call her more of a mentor than a boss. And 
having certain conversations over the phone or via email, I think has definitely been a support system that I, I knew was there, but I'm now relying on in a different capacity. And I really appreciate it. But I do think that FUV is doing something so valuable and that it's offering people the familiar voices that they know and reliable news. And it is such an outlet for people to look to for at this time and kind of take comfort in. And so I've really enjoyed having that, being able to contribute and help that mission go forward in this uncertain time. But it also, like I said, as, as something that I did as a student and as something that was part of my identity so fully when I was on campus, it's been really great. And I really appreciated being able to take that with me. It's structure too. I work the same hours that I used to work on campus. And my mom the other day was like, well, you don't really need to work those hours, do you? Can't you work when you work and clock that? And I was like, I know, but it's so nice to have that structure to wake up and go to work and log on for that same time frame that I otherwise would have. What are your tricks for keeping yourself going? I found really that speaking to friends, especially on like calling my friends and just hearing their voices has been so nice. (laughs) And it's something I really don't think I would have taken the time to do otherwise, but it's so reassuring to hear a familiar sound, you know, on the other end Mm -hmm. of the line and just kind of navigate this really weird situation together and joke about it and comfort each other. This past Monday, I was talking to like three different friends on the phone and I hung up each time like, oh, I feel so much better. (laughs) Like it was such a weight lifted and I felt like happy in a way that I think it's really hard to feel when you're kind of stewing in your home and you're thinking about everything you should be worrying about or should be doing or the idea of comparison too is difficult. Like I know it's overwhelming when I hear about a lot of people who have been so productive during this time, because I'm like, there's a sense of, well, what am I doing wrong (laughs) if I can't pick up a new skill or hobby? But I do think, and I've heard this a lot that just getting through the day and staying centered is enough during this time or we should feel like it is should we have done this so quickly should we have just latched onto zoom as our solution and just you know zoomed ahead without really thinking about (laughs) are there alternatives to you know what what else could we do i don't know if anyone realized how severe this was going to become like i mentioned before the first week of spring break when all the students thought that only the first week we got back was going to be online and things would kind of go back to normal right after that. I wonder how that's played into our collective understanding of how we are going to continue on in this whole thing. Because I feel like even the government keeps being like, oh, things will open by Easter or, oh, now it's the end of April. Like, I think in us not taking a step back to really understand the ramifications of the whole thing. We are trying to hold on to maybe something that's not working, that can't work in this moment. Right. Um, and that that's pervaded in a lot of what we've done, including education. The idea of being a senior at this time and everyone had such plans or they were planning to have plans, you know, and, and an identity and who they wanted to be after graduation or, and that's all just been so shaken up that, yeah, it's it's overwhelming to try to have all of that fall apart and then think about putting it back together again because it had been so carefully glued together, like you were saying, and stitched. And, okay, this is who I want to be, and I'm going to do it this way. And in two months, I'm going to maybe move home and do this. 
there's a lot to rethink. This is a moment where we're really needing to reflect internally and kind of understand what that means for us. So we're coming to the end of our conversation. I'm wondering if there's anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you wanted to make sure that you said. I don't think so. Oh, that I love the podcast name. <laughs> Twice <laughs> over. I think that's a... Of such a good podcast name because you said what to teach is to learn twice over that was the I love it I love that that's really it (laughs) you have to promise us that the next time you're on FUV you will mention twice over (laughs) okay I will (laughs) thank you both so much for having me twice over podcast is available on SoundCloud Stitcher and Spotify with new episodes appearing twice each week For host and guest bios and show notes, please visit our website, TwiceOverPodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at TwiceOver1 or email us at TwiceOverPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.